Welcome to a special Commissioner State of the Union podcast. Joining me today, Mr. Michael Cadis, how are you doing? Pretty good, Jake. Or, Thank sorry, you very Commissioner much. Michael Cadis, my apologies. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I am doing fantastic, and thank you very much for having me on your lovely podcast. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Um, I think the thing that everyone that got everyone's uh, panties in a in a bunch, some more than others, was the uh, realization of the OOTP scouting fiasco. Uh, you and I did have small conversation uh, before Steve dropped the bomb in general. Um, yeah. How do you how do you think? we handle that as a league and how do you think you and I handle that personally? Um, well, you know what, before I answer that question, um, I just want to mention that like you and I are probably going to do, um, kind of like a commish state of the union podcast. I, you know, we didn't actually agree on, on the time period, but maybe like once every few seasons, um, we're just going to get on, do a quick podcast, kind of a, you know, state of the sky podcast. Um, and we could talk a little bit about what's going on and it'll be a nice little break from, um, listening to those other dudes. Just listening to, to me, Deerich and Trent yeah, talk talking, about the same about, 12 teams every year. Talking about important things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the stuff everyone wants to hear about. But uh, yeah, so we're going to do this, um, you know, every so often, um, just to let everyone know, you know, what's going on, how everything's going. And, um, yeah, so back to that OSA scouting fiasco. So, uh, yeah, that thread um, had been on. I think it was posted on the OOTP forums. I believe it was the beginning of January. I think it was January and, Yeah, and so I didn't actually see it until – I can't remember when we were – when it actually was uncovered by us, but it was – was it last weekend? I think so. Um, so I had simmed in the morning. It was either the Saturday or the Sunday. I simmed in the morning. Um, and then I just happened to get on because I hadn't really been on the OOTP forums that much. Um, and so I saw that post. So I started reading through the post. And then I was like, this like directly affects us. Like this is a major bug. And um, yeah, so I mean, you know, it is it is what it is. In the, in the end, um, I'm glad they fixed it. Uh, there was a little bit of uncertainty in our league just because of the fact that they seem so lackadaisical about dealing with it. And I know one of their devs had commented a couple times in that thread, um, you know, that he hadn't looked into it yet and they're busy and this and that. And so, so that it's, kind a, of it's, just... a, it's a small team, remember? Yeah. And you know what? That just like him saying that and then zero communication afterwards, regardless if it was actually logged as a bug or not. Um, I know there's certain channels you got to go through to log a bug, um, or report one. And even if it wasn't reported, I mean, that's no excuse. He was made aware of it. He should have probably submitted it himself. Uh, and then, and then looked into that right away. Cause obviously, uh, he knew what the problem was. Um, so yeah, it was just, that just kind of, uh, annoyed me a little bit. Um, knowing that they are primarily focusing on, on uh, perfect team, uh, which is fine. Uh, they have a small team, uh, which they seem to use. You know, if something goes wrong, they they seem to use that a lot, and and I totally understand that. Uh, 
but you know, one of the things that that bugs me, and one of the things that kind of has has happened over the years, and I know they got to make money somehow, but like the yearly release of the game, and so you know, EA's done that with uh, with all their sports series, right? FIFA, NHL, NBA, they all do that. They release a new game every year uh, when they probably don't need to, um, and so this is the same thing with uh, with with the game that we play, right? So in my head, I'm thinking, why? Don't they have part of their team working on the current release that everybody's playing? Um, you know, that for me is just like unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I get that they're trying to release 21, but like 20 is what everyone's playing right now. And, uh, and you know, you got to support that. Uh, so that kind of that bugged me a little bit. But overall, I'm, I'm glad they fixed it and they fixed it way faster than I thought they were going to do it. Um, so in the end, we didn't really have to do anything on our end. Um, you know, it does stain our, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the potentials in the league um, a little bit because everyone was kind of playing off the wrong potentials uh, for OSA. Um, so that kind of sucks, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. It was the same for everybody. Um, I think everyone's been been pretty good about it. You know, it's not really our fault. We couldn't really do anything about it. You know, now it's fixed and, you know, we move on. So yeah, but I think but between the time that it, that it was mentioned in general, I think it was 20 something hours before the next sim. And by that sim, it had been fixed. Everyone yeah. had gotten the exports in and the next sim ran Fine. I mean, you 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 sent me a message at ten ten a.m. on that Monday saying patch is coming within a day, and then forty minutes later, there's an update. I literally saw that patch launched in Steam. Basically, my, like my Steam screen changed to say there was an update, and I just happened to just click on Steam and check it out. Uh, yeah, so I was kind of shocked. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they you know once I think they realized it was a big issue and a lot of people started complaining about it, then um, they really, you know, dug in and took a look at it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I appreciate you um, doing a lot of testing, um, you know, and seeing if it actually did affect us. Um, you know, so that was uh, very much uh, appreciated because that can be really time consuming. And it's just, it's it's weird when... You're looking in a game, and it it made sense. But what, what JP is was saying is that it was also 100% scouting was also just wrong. Like the the 100% was also what was also bugged, as in right. like the potential wasn't correct. I anyway, I think I think that has since been fixed as well. Um, but it's really it, it was always weird when the bars and the potential never matched up. And yep. we had the theory that OSA was a self-fulfilling prophecy, and what do you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. You'd, you'd see a guy with, like, super crazy low uh, ratings, but their overall was, like, ridiculous. Or their overall the, potentials yeah. were, were ridiculous. And you're like, this guy, you know, this guy sucks. Um, and yeah, then on the so... flip side, you see a dude that uh, the, the potentials scream Ernesto Pons, but the potential, or the ratings scream Ernesto Pons, the potential screams Omar Salazar. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty it's pretty amazing. So apparently this bug was, you know, there forever. So literally I'm going back and I'm thinking like this bug was always there. Like and it it affected uh nineteen and twenty. So 
I mean, this league started on 19, right? So I'm thinking this bug was probably there for the entire duration of this guy, which so is hilarious. Poe po did a lot of good things, but he never caught that bug. <laughs> yeah, sad, like, well, sad, who sad. would... It's funny, because, like, we kind of, you know, would talk about that, the discrepancy in the ratings and the overall potentials, right? And we just think, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, you just think, oh, always, always say shit. Basically, that's what we all shrugged it off to. Um, but yeah, it actually really was a problem. So yeah, I mean, you know what? They made, they made the change. Uh, we, we did the rescouting, uh, and everything is now working, you know, as it should. And, um, you know, we've all moved on and, uh, yeah, that was a pretty shitty thing to have to go through, but it's, it's funny cause, cause theoretically, like, you know, if you're not in an online league, this really wouldn't matter too much for you, right? No. I mean, you, you just like you always do on offline, you just use it to take advantage of the CPU again. Yeah, seriously. I don't even play offline, so it's it's just like for me, I, I was thinking in my head, if I, you know what, if I played offline, A, like, I, it, it probably wouldn't even really affect me. But no, like, it, it wouldn't, but when you're playing in an online league and like, it's something that like other GMs could potentially take advantage of, or you. Right. It, it's definitely something that that could slant the playing field uh, one way. But I, right. I started with with eighteen. Eighteen was my first game, um, and it was only offline. Uh, I think once nineteen came out, I was like, no, I I want a bigger challenge because I'd like taken a couple uh, offline teams in like the twenty forties, and I'm like, okay, this is boring. Yeah, yeah. And then I started looking at online leagues. And I'm like, this this looks interesting. Uh, Sky was actually my second league. Um, right. I was in the OOOBL out of options baseball league. I don't know if anyone was in this, but I was I was there for a couple couple seasons. Um, and I remember, I remember. I think it was it was your Reddit post that I that I responded to, and yep. I just forgotten that I had said something on Reddit. And then I checked back a week later. I was like. Oh, I've still got this other league that I could join because I originally wanted to be the Giants. Right. And I said, Who were you? That... Who were you in the in the out of options league? Uh, I was the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. Um, it was a, it was D I I, it was it was whatever. It, it just wasn't as active. Like I was in that, and then I joined this one. I think I also joined MLSB Major League Simulation Baseball, which Birdo okay. was in. Uh, Sly uh, was in that. Oh, that that had some issues. That had some some commissioner issues. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I was in those three leagues. OOBL was not active at all. I joined this league and talk about activity. Yeah. And I'm like, I I I I just need to stick with this. Like I'm God, looking, God I'm bless Skyline Baseball. I'm looking at our message thread in Reddit right now, and yeah, you definitely, the Giants were open, and uh, you almost joined as the Giants, and they somebody else took them just before, and so I said the Angels opened instead, and you were like, yeah, basically that was, uh, that was the end of that. I mean, I'll and I guess it. that I guess that would have been Sam Fran Matt joined at that point. Yep, it would be. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. And um, uh, we, we, the, the two franchises have gone in, in slightly different directions over the last yeah, well, 13 seasons. Sam Fran's been uh, very good the past, what, at least four seasons now? They had the two, oh, yeah. they had the two um, 
playoff losses. They, and then, and then they, they have they not finished worse than fourth since 2009. Yeah, then they finally broke through, made the playoffs last year, I guess, and then and mm-hmm. they're looking they're looking very good this year. Um, I mean, it helps when you have seven confident starting pitchers. Yeah, he's got a great great pitching staff, really good pitching staff. I mean, um, fuck, Darius Thompson, Danny Mello, Elijah Gray, Kyle Egebrick, Tony Avina, and Kevin Anderson. I'm pretty sure three. Three of those six went through the San Diego system at some point. Nope, four of the six went through the San Diego system yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so Ben Diego, you're – yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's move on. We don't want to talk about specific Sky stuff until, no, uh, until, right. until yeah. a little bit later. Um, but, but on that Ben Diego point, I guess, um, something that we've talked about on, on the season preview pods and all that and, and in general – not as much, actually, but just the consistency of ownership. Like, there is damn near no uh, GM turnover. The, the last two left for um, – h- how do you want to put this nicely? Uh, they, they decided to go in different directions. Um, yeah. Let, let's go with that. Uh, not, yeah. not a great fit for the league. Yeah. The last GM to join was Ben, who technically is an original – um, with Milwaukee, but the last actual GM, to, the last time we lost a GM was in October of 2019. So it's been like, what, three, what is that, three and a half months? Mm-hmm. And would that have been, who would that have been? Would that have been? That uh... was Ben. That was Ben. Okay. So Ben took over for uh, San, San Diego, Diego Joe. Joe. Yeah. Before and... that, it was Doug that left, um, and we had Ryan join. But before that, like the last GM that I think left just, out of the blue was uh, Rick in St. Rick. Louis. Yeah, uh, Jason. so Jason took Dan, over there. Uh, no, uh, yeah, he took over in St. Louis, which opened up Vegas. Dan Vegas joined us, and that was what August. Yep, that was August of 2019, and so Ryan Ryan joined in September of 2019. So that's three, four months of yeah. no GM turnover. Yep. No, no GM turnover. And I took it just, I mean, obviously I do the exports every day, but, and they've been incredible, but like just looking at the export uh, grid, like literally it's hilarious. Like it's over 90%, which is like literally one or two non-exports every SIM. So at like 90 to 96%, pretty much every single SIM export rate, which is just like hilarious. Like the last time we were below 90% for a SIM was January. It was a January off-season export. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty incredible. And I mean, honestly, you just like, if you were, you know, someone looking at joining our league, that's, that's what I look at all the time. Like if I'm looking at another online league, you know, how active are they? I always, if they're on stats plus, I always check the exports page. That's usually one of the first things I do. And, uh, so don't, yeah, don't, like, don't honestly, check, like, don't check my much. CBL export history. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. You get you get called out like regularly in the uh, in the announcements in that league. You should be embarrassed. I I am. Uh, but I'm, I'll be honest, I am. But sometimes you just gotta you got you gotta let the let the team do its thing. Yep. No, definitely. I mean, if you're just cruising in first place every year, you know, nothing much to do, right? Yep. I mean, I, I get my injury updates. I'll I'll know <laughs> if there's a massive change that needs to be made. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, honestly, looking at this, looking at this exports page, like as a league, we should be proud of this page because um, it's pretty impressive. Um, I know I'm impressed, and it that's you know one of the super important things about the league. Everyone talks about how great the league is, blah blah blah. But like honestly, it's it's down to all the GMs here. We got like a ton of really you know character guys, funny dudes. The chat's ridiculous sometimes, um, you know. But in the grand scheme of things, the export rate, like if you're at like a ninety percent export rate as a league, like that's uh, you know really really solid, solid group of GMs, like top to bottom pretty much. So. Yeah, I mean, the state of the league is, you know, pretty strong, I think. I mean, I, I can't think of another league. What, what's what's that league? The Monty Python League? Is that what it is? Like, that's the only other league that comes to mind when I think of, like, strong... Brewster. <laughs> Monty Brewster. Monty Python was whatever. I, I knew... I got, the, I got the first word right. I knew it wasn't yeah. Monty Python, but you knew what I was going for. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, and I think those guys do, like, podcasts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, I have no idea what they're up to these days but and and you know what there are a ton of uh really good leagues out there leagues that you know don't have a lot of turnover that we don't hear about because there's no turnover ever um but uh you know as far as our league goes yeah definitely incredible i mean in Uh, in in my perfectly unbiased opinion best league in sky or best league in otp yeah you know you know i'm not biased at all agree I, i gotta agree I got to agree. And you know what? I've kind of in the past, like whatever year, couple of years now, I guess I've been playing, um, joined a bunch of different online leagues, like, uh, you know, several, maybe like 10 total. Um, and like, nothing's been close to sky. Um, you know, it's incredible. One league, I jo- one league I joined, they were still emailing. Like the only way I could communicate with GMs was to email them for trades. It was like, Oh, it was archaic. Slack is free. Yeah, Slack's really good. Slack's great for online. Um, any new online league definitely needs to be using it. Either Slack, Hopefully, either Slack or Discord. Well, I'm hoping that uh, S Plus Dave will eventually build um, uh, some integration with with Discord, so we can broadcast scores to Discord. Do you, do you prefer Discord over Slack? Because I I've yeah. done both. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely I, do. I mean, I, I'm using I'm using Slack. You know, I use Slack uh, for work, um, and I use Slack for the other uh, couple leagues that I'm in as well. But only for OOTP. Everything else, I'm I'm pretty much on Discord. Like any um, mostly video game like communities and stuff like that, I'll be on Discord basically. Um, yeah, it's just it's just easier. Your all, your entire history is there. Like we're we, Slack's free, but we can't we can only we can't go back and and look at our history, right? Without paying. So it's like I can't look at like some some old uh, some Oppo Jeter's conversation. I can yeah. go back and look at some of those yeah. conversations in Discord. Yes, everything the entire history saved in Discord, and it's free. So. Oh, you know, that, that would be was... the main reason why I would want to switch eventually to Discord, but I, I wouldn't want to do it if we didn't have the integration, the S Plus inter- integration. And oh, I know that oh, Dave has said, I know Dave said before that it's something that he's thought about, um, but, you know, that would take a lot he, of work. He already so. does so much. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, like the one, the one file that I, that's my favorite that I can picture, I think it was Kiefer and Amin talking trade. Or maybe it was Miami right. Jay. I forget what it was. And uh, Amin or Jay or whatever, like, insulted 
Kiefer's prospects and Kiefer gets like on Photoshop or Microsoft Paint or whatever and just draws something in like, I disagree or something like that. Just this fake sort of prospect trade negotiation and that file is now probably gone. Oh, well. I think I'm going to save that. It's got to be on my computer somewhere. I, that... I can't remember what the context was, but yeah, it was a full on drawing of like mm-hmm. the logos and everything. Yep. yep. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, definitely it's, stuff like that. You can't go back and look at as much as you and I do. It is, it is the other 30 GMs that make this league. Like if we didn't, if we didn't have the other 30 people, we'd re- just be two nerds on a computer talking on Slack to each other, which yeah. we well, still no, are, I mean, but then it, then there's some context. But I mean, that's what the whole thing is like, you know, part of the immersion of the league is like, you know, chatting, you know, about guys like, you know, listening to your podcast, you guys are talking about, fake ball players, you know, for like three hours. We we get like a pre like a, a full preview for like three hours, which is like hilarious. Um that kind of stuff for me is, you know, important. Um other leagues that you're in, yeah, you see all your stats, you're playing the game, you're playing against, you know, X amount of GMs and you're trying to win the championship, right? That's the ultimate goal. But really I love just hopping into chat and see what's going on. Guys talking about their prospects and you know, that for me is like the, the most daily important Jeff, part of the league. Uh, the daily Jeff Perucci updates. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Have you looked? Did you I'm, look I'm, at his stats? He has like I'm, 150 at-bats and like 27 home runs. Like this, this doesn't make sense. Like it honestly doesn't so make funny. sense. He has 42 hits, 27 of which are home runs, which, you know, would then explain the uh, 214 BABIP. The the combination of the two fourteen BABIP and the five hundred WOBA does not make sense, but I am here for it. Yeah. Okay. So he's you know what? I didn't even realize he started in double A. So he has like ninety two at bats, seventy one at bats in double A, six bombs. But when he bumped him up to triple A, he's got twenty seven bombs in hundred and fifty two at bats. Eight he's slugging eight forty two. Like Is that is that good? That's I think that's three good. War. Three war in 40 games. That's so, uh, that's 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 pretty good. Yeah. So and I it's, he it's was given up for thing. he, he was what a, a, uh, traded for a second and third round draft pick. Is that what it was? Um, a dollar. Yeah, I think I think it was a oh, mid draft yeah, no, draft no, no, pick no. trade. Was, I think it was, it was a mid, second it was and a mid draft. Yeah. So I'd have to check the actual draft tracker. But yeah, so it was it was literally nothing. But the fact is though, for me at least, I you know, I know you guys are scouring over everything and know everything about the league. But for me, for someone like me who I, I'm not going through everybody else's minors. I don't know who all the all the big specs are coming up, like I love Alberto posting, you know, the updates on this mm-hmm. guy, you know, and then I can go check out that player, see what he's doing. Like this, this is, you know, this particular player, this is kind of a special season for this dude. Still don't know why he's not in Virginia yet, but probably service time. And I'm not sure. Like yeah. I've got him. I've, what, do, what do you have his contact at? I've got it at 35:40, and the lefty splits yeah. are very concerning. Yeah, same. Um, pretty much, pretty much same with me. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't hit against lefties, um, and definitely his contact is is thirty five, and his K's is thirty for no, me. No, if if there was a lefty oh, in the mound, like I, I, same thing for me. I, I'd kick him out of the dugout. I'd have him sit in in the clubhouse if there was a lefty on the mound. 
Just like I wouldn't be tempted. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, but you know, maybe he'll prove us wrong because he has 27 home runs. He's slugging 840 in AAA, and he's doing that while playing against both righties and lefties. So maybe we're wrong. But, like, even I, like, I would go through, I get bored during class because I'm a college student and. It's classes, so yuck. It's like I get bored during class, and I'll click around teams, and even even I'll click on a team, see someone in the majors, like, who the fuck is this guy? I, I did that last year with Houston, and their starting pitcher, Clint Borman. I was just yeah. clicking through Houston one day, and I, I click on this guy, I'm like, who the fuck is this? Or um, with Cleveland and Ignacio Morales. Like, minor league free agent signing. Yep. Not even like like... If you were the if you were the GM that cut that guy, what are you thinking? Like, would you? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Which which is a worse feeling to go up against? I guess I'll say to go up against someone that was drafted in like the 30th round, like uh, your man Gus. Was it Gus or Weed that was a late round pick? It was uh, Weed. It was Weed. Yeah, yeah the, the 26th rounder Weed. Like would. It, that or going up against like some minor league free agent signing. Like I don't know which is more infuriating. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the beauty of this game, right? Someone releases a guy and, and, and he pops up in your, he pops up right at the top of your free agents. And he's like, you know, 20 out of 60 or something. Or even not, or like if he's like a 2020 that just randomly develops. Like, I'm pretty sure that, Mor- so Morales was signed December of 2009. He was an OSA 2020. And I'm guessing a... Uh, uh, Cleveland Scout 2020 because it looked like the the fast the velocity was sitting at like 87 89. It's so like there's no way that Grayson has him any better than like 2030. But then he just develops. You're like, okay, yeah. It's like, yeah, he was released by Washington in 2009, minor league contract. OSA at that time in 2010, he was like. 40 40 40 potentials so i mean yeah i mean yeah i mean was it yeah was ignacio manager then i don't even know if he was manager then but uh no he couldn't have been but um yeah he's not gonna know right i if if that's me i don't care about that couldn't care less I mean, yeah, it'd be great to have him, but who knows? Maybe he develops differently in Washington, right? Maybe he actually mm-hmm. never develops into the kind of pitcher that he is now with Cleveland. So I think you need to look at it like that. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about that. Interesting. I mean, it, it's, it's the cruel interest that is OTP talent random changes. Yep. yep beautiful. Definitely. Yep. Love it. It's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Okay. So since it is a Sky podcast, we are going to talk a little Sky. So this was this is an idea that you had, and I liked it. What what team has surprised you the most uh, this season, either either good or bad? Um, yeah, this uh, for me definitely it's uh, the White Sox. The the Rodney Dangerfields. I don't get no respect. Yeah, yeah, the Dangerfields. We definitely should probably change the name to the Chicago Dangerfields. Will be great. Um, just for a season, just for a season that we change it back. Um, but yeah, seriously. I mean, it's funny because like 
everyone jokes around, you know, Zach's in the chat, Zach signs a guy or signs a free agent, and literally you don't hear from Zach for like days. But he'll, he'll go, nice, I signed a guy. Like, yeah, he's just like, yeah, I got my guy. And then everyone probably in their heads are like, who, what guy are you talking about? And then you got to go check who he actually signed. Like Tony Cabin on a three-year, what is it, three-year, $47 million 40, deal. You're yeah, like, it's, like, it's like almost $47 mil or something. Yeah, like so inter- interesting. But just, I mean, if you, you know, and again, I'm not like hardcore. I don't know all the teams. I don't know all the players on all the teams. Um, obviously, I know like the superstar guys. But if you look at the guys that he signed this year, um, Cabin was his big free agent pitching signing. Um, he brought in Lipsy, who, what was he in Oakland before? Oh, he played in San Fran, I think, the year before. San, yep, San Fran, Oakland, uh, Philadelphia, I think, at one point. I think that was the... Uh... He, he's been around. So like every single yeah. player in Sky, he went through Kansas City at some point. Yeah, probably. Uh, um, no, yeah, he was, the, he was there in Kansas City. Went In one year, he went from Kansas City to Oakland to Philly. Poor Interesting. Guy. Poor guy. Um, but yeah, so that's another guy starting for them. Uh, Jipping Manny, <laughs> another guy starting for him. Another old brought, Oakland guy. He, yeah, he just brought him in. He's got, you know, six games started. Uh, decent, uh, decent ERA. Um, so he's contributing. Um, he signed Matt Camlin is closing and he's actually like been incredible this year. One of the best closers in the game this year. Um, pretty sure he's the league leader in saves. He, you know what? I was just checking. Um, he's got 26 saves, right? Uh, I'm just double checking, but yeah, that's pro- that, I, th- I think yeah, that's he leads easily, the West by top, right? he leads the West by five saves and leads Scott Ske- Scott Sears over in the East by three saves. Right, yeah, Dorita's has got uh, 21 saves, his second in the West, and Todd, who actually is pitching really well, um, he's got 21 saves. But uh, yeah, so he's done that all on the pitching side. Um, you know, lineup wise, I don't other than uh, bringing in. Hetherington this year. I don't think he's made too many actual moves this year. He's just got a bunch of guys like um, Lasnier. Lasnier. I don't know how mm-hmm. to pronounce Hunter Lasnier's his last name. Cortez. Uh, he's from Oakland, so I'm going to guess it's Lasnier. Okay. Or Lasnier. Uh, Who knows? Angel Cortez. Uh, Bobby Bobby Segura is having a great year. Weiss is having a great year. So, like, all these guys who, you know, Probably not, you know, superstar names. I know Fraga. Fraga is one of those guys who are pretty, who's, you know, pretty well known. Cortez and Fraga is probably his two top overall uh, hitters. But and uh, uh, like Robert Gasiuski has been playing really well too. Yes, the, right uh, the the switch hit, the switch hitting right fielder. Yep, yep, yeah. He's been he's been playing really really well. So you know what? I mean, it's funny because I I just remember the conversations that we had like earlier in the year. Everyone pretty much saying, you know, the Sox are going to be near the bottom of the Central again. Um, and they haven't done well uh, in, in a long time. So for me, that team is probably the most refreshing uh, team that I've seen in the league this year. And yeah, I hope they get in. I hope they get in. It's going to be tough. I mean, we're not even halfway through the season, but um, I like what they're doing. I like what Zach's doing. And um, yeah, good for him. Uh, we didn't even mention your old friend, the drama queen, divisive in the clubhouse, disruptive Alex Hank. Yeah, 
he's been around, eh? He's I can't believe he's lasted so long in the league, but yeah, he's been he's been not bad. He's been a pretty good catcher. He was always good uh, defensively, but I just I wanted him out because he's disruptive. And uh, and at the time I had um, I had Wright, who was like mm-hmm. at that time he was like you know sixty overall, um, could hit, was hitting bombs, was a really good defensive catcher. Yeah, so I just I think I actually just released Hank. I don't even think I got anything for him. Was he just like uh, I think was he like a was he a non tender? Oh yeah, you know what I think you're right because I think his um, his arbitration was probably uh, super high the one year and so i ended up just releasing him i can't actually yeah he just became a free uh no uh yeah he went through arbitration one year and then you just didn't tender him and oh yeah got i got released. him in, i got him in the rule five and oh six so he was with miami and uh yep but yeah, yeah got you, on, got, usually got miami stealing ball. the guys from uh from high a ball and taking them in rule five not usually losing guys <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> um yeah, but like uh, Hank, he's another guy. Like he's just he's having a good year, right? He's hitting 250, driving in runs. His, his defensive ratings look like super solid. Um, so yeah, I, I like his team. So I, yeah, I gotta ask because of it, the run differentials at minus 14. Yep. Well, I mean, obviously that's the one thing. I know there's a lot of guys in here that you know say run differential will show you how good your team really is. Um, regardless of what your record's at. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at them, minus 14 run differential, uh, their Pyth record, they have a plus four. So their Pyth record is actually below 500. Um, so to when, be when, honest, there's no when one... Trent and D. Rich and I are, are doing our postseason podcast, are we going to be talking about the White Sox? You know what? I don't know. I mean, if you looked quickly at the Central and you had you had to choose in five seconds who's making the playoffs, you're probably, you know, 99 out of 100 people are probably going to say Houston, Casey, St. Louis. Um, but the fact is, is that, you know, Casey's got 37 wins. St. Louis has 36 wins. They're at 500 right now. So Sox are six games over 500. They're two games out of first place. And, uh, you know, I think they got as good a shot as any other team to get in the playoffs this year, for sure. So we'll see. Good job, Zach. You got my respect, buddy. (laughs) So I'll touch on one team that surprised me in a good way, one team that surprised me in a bad way. What the fuck happened to the Dodgers? (laughs) I I don't know. You tell me, man. (laughs) 16th in runs scored, 14th in batting average. Like, this team... Hmm. Hasn't been able to hit since, what, 2012? And yep. I may have had low expectations for your batting average, but holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'll say is the one the, the one thing I was trying to do was, like, bring up all my players through my own system. So if you look at a lot of my guys over the past few years, mostly the hitters, like, they were, they're all, like, you know, drafted Dodgers coming through my system. And I guess, you know, just I, I probably just sat on them too long and gave them a little too long to try and, you know, establish themselves when they finally made it up to L.A. So, yeah, it's really coming back to bite me in the ass now. So I'm trying to, you know, figure that out. I, I didn't think it would be this bad, to be honest. Like, I have had a lot of injuries. Um, tons of guys out this year. Like, a t- I'll bet you I probably have the highest uh, number of days on the injured list for sure. Um, but even, even with that, like, I still think we should be a lot better 
Um, but yeah, it's been yeah pretty shitty. And uh, Kyle shitty Burris, thanks, dude. Kyle Burris regressed <laughs> just as just as quickly as he progressed. Yeah, that was that was almost like the start of everything coming crashing down. He tanked. I literally had just given him a five year deal, and, and he's like, he I'm immediately good. tanked. Immediately I'm good. tanked. Yeah. So I, um, I'm, trying, like, I'm trying to get him to retire, but he just want he just he tore his UCL. So he's on the, he's on the DL. He was on the DL for like I think like the past couple months. It was like I think a seven month injury. So he's on for five more months. The uh, looks like the only player in your starting lineup that did not come up through your system was in California for a little bit. Jeremy Reese. <laughs> uh, and I yeah. think if you want to get Ernesto Jimenez back, San Francisco Matt will be. Um, <laughs> Well, listen, because I believe he has a negative one war through like yeah hundred at bats. Honestly, I'll be honest. I, I do keep checking every sim to see how he's doing. <laughs> he's not uh, playing anymore. <laughs> he has thirteen hits and one hundred twenty-one plate appearances. Yeah, it's crazy. The funny thing good. is, the funny thing is, is I probably would have totally brought him back if he wasn't asking for as much as he was. And I, I know a lot come, of guys. It, I know. I know a lot of guys too. Will be like, "Well, you fucking you gave Reese thirty four mil this year, so you know, Jimenez asking for twenty three should be no problem." But the fact is, he wanted like three years, twenty five mil or something. Per structure like he did Reese, and given that opt out after year one, he's probably going to leave. Uh, no, nah, I just I wanted to go in a different direction. Wanted to bring in a couple guys. Um, who were, you know, a tiny bit younger, um, and were, and had a little bit more production and, uh, yeah, so we got, we brought in Reese and brought in, uh, Cochran. Cochran got hurt almost immediately. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been, yeah, it's been, been, been a shitty, shitty, shitty year, man. Also, I love Jeremy Reese, but man, you got to make him DH. Play Sabedra at first and let Reese oh, DH. He, he... Yeah, I've been flip-flopping them. And Sabedra had like a six-week uh, uh, stint on the injury list. So he just, he literally, I think, last sim, I think, was his first sim back. Yesterday or the day before was his first sim back. Yeah, I keep flip-flopping them uh, first in DH. I'll probably put Sabedra back. I mean, you just got to look at what Reese has done the last two years because he was a gold glover as recently as like 2012, gold glove caliber. And then he's just fallen off yeah. the face of the earth. One of the reasons why I left him there for now, though, is because for some reason I had uh, like I had them DH and play on first base every other game. They were flip flopping and restarted off horrible. As soon as I put him at first base, he started hitting really well. Um, so I so I left him. So I don't that's just like probably just a psychological thing. It doesn't really matter in the game. But um, yeah, I got to uh, I got to figure that one out. Remember, correlation is not proof causation. <laughs> Yeah, sure, whatever. Dude. So on <laughs> on the flip side, a team that is surprising for the good, um, the Yankees. They uh, yes. they they fell in rough times a bit there uh, late uh, in May, nine and eighteen in May. But they went thirteen and eight in April. They're thirteen eleven so far in June. They're only two games back of the three seed, and the the yes, of the Mets. Um, yep. And probably the best free agent signing this side of Tim Noon is Arturo Flores. He has been absolutely fantastic. A 1,000 OPS, nearly three war. Signed him. He left Seattle um, for reasons. I mean, it's not like he signed a, a hefty deal. $31 million over three years, very front-loaded. Uh, so yep. $16 million, It's a it's a very Amin-like contract. $16 million this year, 15 yep. across the final two. 
Uh, but he was a gold glover. He has two rings. He was the wild card in he was the division wild card and the division championship series MVP back during that uh, Seattle 2010 run. And if not for this dude named Nate Riley, uh, Flores would be the the league leader in home runs. The uh, the six eight two hundred fifty pound switch hitter is loving the short porches of Yankee Stadium. Absolutely loving it. Twenty eight home runs, eighty seven RBI. Uh, the latter of which leads the league by a healthy margin. Yeah, he's on pace for one hundred and eighty nine RBIs. Which you is think, a, you think he'll hit it? Uh, no, I do not. Uh, that is that is a that is a large number. That, yeah, that, that is a that that's is a crazy. Thick that would be a re- that's a record, right? That would be a record. That would is be a record. One seventy two, I believe, is what Souders had. Okay. But Flores so, was always a decent power threat in Seattle, which is not known for uh, having a lot of power threats. But his career high was thirty three back in twenty eleven. He is on pace to shatter that. Yeah, he could shatter. And, he could shatter that before he could break that before the All Star break. And now with Javier Castillo going on in uh, completely unsustainable tear in California, he could very well run away with that silver the uh, silver slugger there uh, it, at first base in the East, if not for the other New York first baseman Billy Buckley. My God, the Mets just pulled these guys off the trash heap. It's incredible, absolutely incredible. But enough about the Mets. Seven, we talk about we talk about them a good enough. year. He's having a good year though. Incredible. But the Yankees, they, they're letting the young guys play. Uh, Andres Flores, the dictator in his second year, uh, playing elite defense out there in right field, is, is going to have issues with lefties because uh, he looks like a, a lefty that's going to have troubles with lefties. But uh, healthy 370 on base percentage. Once that slugging percentage gets up, he'll be fine. Logan Yokeel, the former Cincinnati Red yep. Baltimore Oriole, uh, OPS get an 860 mark. Uh, the, the rookies, Francis and Alan Hanna, Having Hannah's a great having a year. Great year. Hannah is Hannah's, downright Hannah's fantastic. My, my, for four war right now. My scout, my scout and OSA are, are very different on this guy. I've got him 45-45 with 50 contact. OSA has him 55-55 with 65 contact. So it's looking like OSA is right uh, right now. 22 home runs, 889 OPS, second on the team in RBI. It's, it's funny. Look at Flores, who has 87 RBI. The, the next two leaders combined for 69. Because yeah, it has been crazy. Flores doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Uh, former near position player of the year, Whitney Linfoot, is yes. come back to life uh, yeah. with the Yankees, a, a war and a half, most since 2013, a 750 OPS, and he's stealing bases at an elite threat again. And as much as we're talking about the hitting, it's probably the pitching staff that, that's been a little better than, uh, than the hitters. Jimmy Clifton has a 324 ERA and is on pace for 4.7 war. Uh, Neo Fostitos, I think I pronounced Neo Fotistos, the Matrix, uh, is looking studly. 336 ERA, uh, war and a half, uh, giving up less than a home run per nine, which is very impressive in New York. Uh, the old man, Dr. Chris Katzman, yeah. is, uh, having a, is having a great year. Uh, the BABIP's a bit low, so that may be a uh, mirage, but who knows? Uh, mm-hmm. Tommy Mazza, another young guy from Fairfield, Ohio, uh, arbitration eligible for this coming year on pace for 2.3 war. I mean, just the 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 pitching staff is looking very good. And then uh, I think one of my favorites on the preseason pod, Alex Fernandez, is looking absolutely fantastic. I still think he should play two ways, um, but I'm not going to win that one. Oh, well. How, how old do you think Gregoria Ledesma has been? He was Because he's been around forever. Yeah. 
he's been a guy. I I I was looking at grabbing him like a couple years ago. But yeah, how he's how been... old do you think he is? Because he he's been around forever. At least it feels like it has. Yeah, he has. I don't know. He's probably at least thirty. He is twenty eight. He turned twenty eight in January. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he broke in two thousand ten at twenty three. So I mean, this is what his sixth sixth full season. He was but, uh, he was in arbitration in two thousand nine, and he was a scouting discovery in two thousand three. I think that right there about encapsulates just how bad. Oh wait, no, sorry, arbitration twenty twelve. He was making five hundred thousand uh, by two thousand eight, and was out of option years by two thousand ten. I think that right there about encapsulates just how bad some former management was there in the Yankees. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see what uh, what Steve does because I know he's excited about his team. I know he thought that his team was going to be able to compete this year and make the playoffs. I um, mean, and they're right there. Yeah, I know. But, you know, he's still he's two games under 500. So he needs to be realistic. So it's it'll be interesting to see what he's thinking, if he's going to uh, try and load up before the deadline or if he's going to stand pat, keep building for next season. Um, he definitely, um, he probably could improve that pen. I mean, Ledesma's Ledesma. Um, he does have 16 saves. I'm just checking to see if he actually has blown any saves this year. But I mean, he's, he's given up 2.2 home runs per nine, which is not good. Yeah, so like that. Obviously, you know, picking up a closer, you know, could be uh, a good thing, a good thing for him. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he what he does. Sixteen saves, four blown saves, so not horrible. But nothing to write home about. Uh, ERA is kind of high. Yeah, Juan Rivas is struggling in uh, AAA, which isn't ideal. I think he was someone that was probably on pace to be a. Second half call up. I don't know if Steve's still thinking that after he has negative point three war right. um, in AAA so far. So there's that. Hastings but, would be another guy I think in AAA, right? That he'd be thinking about calling up. Hastings, Adam Young, because uh, the two holes this team has: catcher and shortstop. Right. Between uh, Jerry Matthews and uh, Dan Staten, both performing at below replacement level. So, all it's. It, things are looking up in New York. Again, yeah, definitely. franchise that has not made the playoffs since 1995, the longest active uh, playoff drought in Sky. They have not finished. They have finished above fifth only twice since then. Two fourth place finishes in '96 and 2009, um, and they finished at 500 both those years. They only have more than 85. They have more than 85 wins. Sorry, let me let me see how I can word this. They have not won more than eighty-five games since nineteen eighty-four. Think yeah, about that's, that. That's that, that's insane. They've won eighty-four more games four times since then. Eighty-four games in eighty-five they after were good. winning a tiebreak. They, they were good in the early eighties. They had they, a Josh Franklin the and they had Josh they Franklin and Iceman Gallard. Right. Yeah. At the start of the league, they were they were like a powerhouse. And then shit hit the fan. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But you know what? Good on, uh, good on Steve. Uh, he, you know, he took a big leap, dropping the Cubs, picking up the Yanks. I don't know the I'm Yanks are his team, so it was easier for him to do. But you know, it's not like. Could you imagine dropping the Angels now for another team? Like, so that's the thing. I had decision. that. I had that option. When yeah, for the cards. 
when when Rick left, I had the option yeah, to take yeah. over St. Louis. And I think now, after I've won a ring, I'd be more inclined to. Right. I think the two things that kept me in California were the fact that I wanted to win that ring and making sure that Arturo Aguilar retires an angel. <laughs> nice. Those are the two things I think that, that kept me in California. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are two pretty good reasons. Um, and I, I think if I had taken St. Louis, I think I, I could have I could uh, rationalize it, getting Nate Hooper, Ramon Sanchez, all that young talent in St. Louis. Um, not Kyle Eggerding. Uh, he'd probably still be in Seattle at this point. But... Yeah, I, well, he, I had he probably that. he he's he's back in Seattle at his home, nursing his injury. <laughs> yes, yes, nursing that uh, was it shoulder labrum. What I I don't even know, but it, it it's interesting because let, let's say because Toronto opened up at, at one point after Jangles left. Did you think about taking over the Blue Jays? Uh, no, because I was pretty much fully invested in the Dodgers at that point. I just couldn't see myself moving at that point. Um. That was, I can't remember what the year that was, but Amin had spent, I think, at least two seasons, maybe maybe he was in the second season in Baltimore. So, obviously, we're both from Toronto. Um, so, right away, he, he, he wanted Toronto right away. So, obviously, I, I wouldn't yeah. try to step in his way of him wanting that team. He actually had a tough decision, too, because he, he spent a ton of time with the Orioles. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was his first experience with with this game as well. So he was, dude. I was, I'd be on the phone with him a lot, you know, talking about this, talking about that. Um, he spent so much time learning the game um, and and kind of what everything meant. Um, and so he spent so much time with that Orioles team. But yeah, no, he jumped at the chance uh, to take Toronto like right away when they were open. So yeah, now he's his hometown team. Tough Again, to leave yeah. the Orioles because he started turning that team into a pretty good team at that point. And then after he left, JP took over and took that team to a title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, I mean, you know, left him with a, you know, pretty good, uh, you know, foundation to work with there. There wasn't anything crazy that JP had to deal with. Um, I think Amin had kind of done all the grunt work there. Um, but still, tough decision to leave kind of what you built on. I guess it was easier for him because it was only a couple seasons, but... I think once you have your team for a number of seasons, you know, making a jump to another team is is difficult. Maybe winning a title changes that. Um, you know, I'd be more inclined to move now. Maybe I did, to be honest, I did think about St. Louis at the time just to get out of the Pacific. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad I'm glad I stayed. I'll always, I'll probably always be the Dodgers. Um, whether we're in L.A. or Brooklyn, when we expand, that's another story. But I love the Dodgers. But back to Steve. I, I remember when the A word was a thing. <laughs> are we gonna have to? Are we gonna have to talk about the E word? <laughs> no, no. Um, the, the beautiful, beautiful A word. Half the league knows what's going on. Half the league doesn't. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Really, you don't remember the A word? <laughs> no. Oh uh, my I'm, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do, I do. I yeah. do remember that now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We don't have to talk about that. Um, Just, uh, I think the the name that sums it up, Jaheim Polycarp. Yeah, you know what's funny is my first team before we actually started was Baltimore, 
So he was, so he was the one guy I was looking at all the time. And I'm like, man, this dude's got like, this dude has like a $35 million contract for the next like five years or six years or something insane like that. Uh, but I, I actually ended up moving to LA before the very first sim. Um, cause the Dodgers opened up the Dodger GM ghosted and, uh, yeah, Polycarp. Oh my God. I don't even know how, what happened, how he, I guess he just ended up retiring with Baltimore. Did he not? Uh, he got released after the 2004 season. I think they ate like a hundred million dollars. I'm trying to, so that contract was signed. He was under contract through 2006 and he was released at the beginning of the 2004 season. So yeah, they ate a hundred million dollars over three yeah, years. That's, that's crazy. I mean, nothing you can really do there. Right. I mean, you could try to get him to retire maybe, but just pitch him literally every day. Yeah. That was, t- that was tough. Like the first, you know, handful of years in the league, you know, we had no control over the contract. So that was tough for a lot of GMs to try and, you know, juggle, get rid of, um, that was definitely, you know, a little bit of a problem, I think, because a lot of which those re- contracts were crazy. Which reminds me of the other uh, sort of big glitch that we've had to deal with, which was always the player option glitch. Yeah. Somebody was talking about that in chat, that they were taking advantage of that. Yeah, I, think uh, it was Ma- I think it was Matt. Yeah, Cincinnati. S- Cincinnati, yeah, was saying that he, 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 took, he took advantage of that every year, and then basically which we changed it on him. Fair. And all, and all his, <laughs> all his like, guys executed their options, and they had these crazy player option numbers and it fucked them but uh yeah at least he came clean so to, at least uh, we, fixed that. we did we did fix it that was another thing that we had to do some testing i i remember i went back and looked through i think five or six years of just transaction history looking for any sort of executed player option and i did not find a single one out of 120 contracts yep which Crazy. at that like two or three that's like coincidence once you get to 40, you're like, that. that's not right. And then you get to 100, you're like, I, yeah, yeah. I think there's an issue here. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned that you're, you're buddies with Amin. You're, I think you guys have known each other since what, high school? Yeah, we've known each other. Yeah, we've known each other since, uh, since high school. Long time, so, yeah. So, so you and I have, have very different personal lives outside of this. I know. There's a life outside of Sky. It's, it's very weird. So how do you ba- – I'll talk about how I balance my life, but how do you balance your, your work life, your personal life, your dogs with this very, very important uh, online baseball league? Um, honestly, everything else has to come first. So I know I had talked before, I think the other podcast, we kind of talked about this, but like when I took over as commish, like at that point we were doing Nightly 7 p.m. Yep. Yeah, the Sims were at 7 p.m. Or they were supposed to be at 7 p.m. So that for me was like, you know, a big problem. And Joe would ask me sometimes, you know, can you sim tonight? Can you sim tonight? So then I would sim, but they'd be late. You know, because I was out doing things, walking the dogs, doing whatever. Um, and then I'd sim when I could. So that was the very first thing. So the most important thing for me, you know, for Sky, for running the league was um, sim at a time when it's not affecting anything else, basically. So the 12 p.m. was perfect. Um, basically, I just kind of do it at work on my lunch, um, you know. The days that there's 23 trades to process kind of suck, but, <laughs> um, you know, other than that, it's, it's like, that's 
you know, my 30 minutes or however long it takes to do the full sim. And then that's it. Right. You know, I'm obviously following the chat, um, do, you know, making sure everything's okay, making sure nothing crazy is happening. And, and, you know, that's about it. And then I do my things. Like I go to work, I work all day, dog stuff when I get home. Um, you know, these guys get like three full walks a day. So I'm up early in the morning walking these guys, you know, my wife will walk them at lunch. And then when I, as soon as I get home from work, we take them on another long walk. So all of that kind of stuff is like the most important things for me. Weekends. The reason why I made it to 7am is just because my weekends are, I have no idea what's going on on my weekends. And I, I never want to have to actually say, you know, I can't go here. I can't do this with you because I got to sim in 10 minutes. Like that's yeah. one thing that I just will never do. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, think that's a battle that, that many yeah, husbands it, or wives would win. Yeah. A, you're not going to win that battle. B, you just don't want to introduce that, you know, into, into your relationship basically and, and make that, the, and make that the norm, you know? Um, you know, she's already, you know, really good with me, you know, playing, playing video games at night, stuff like that. Um, no issues with that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I'm totally grateful for all of that, but, um, do you, you, know, do you listen, do you listen to the skyline podcast with your wife? Oh my God. She, <laughs> no, but, um, she heard the Amin podcast. <laughs> so Amin's podcast. So I, for whatever. And the funny thing is like, I usually would never listen to that around her. Like I'll listen to that, like, you know, taking the streetcar home, on the subway, um, you know, at work or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just happened to be listening to the Amin one and she came down and, uh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but basically, basically it was like, she starts asking me about the podcast. Amin's on the podcast and what are you guys talking about? And all that kind of stuff. And, and so she texts his wife <laughs> and she's like, do you know what means doing a, a live podcast right now? And, um, <laughs> And so it was just funny because, like, I think I guess he had maybe told her that he was like working while he was doing the podcast. So because he didn't want anyone to come in and disturb him while he was doing the interview. Ballsy. Um, yeah, it was just uh, it was just pretty pretty funny. But yeah, no, I try and keep I try and keep all of this kind of stuff, you know, separate from that, and you know, loop that loop this into like you know just basically playing video games, you know. So I only do that when it's a good time for me to do that. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, but so well, what about you, man? Because like our lives are totally different, right? You no, know, I'm married. I've been married. I've been, you know, been together with my wife for like, you know, over 20 years. And like you literally are in college right now, getting your education. And yeah, tell me how you balance it. So had, uh, once you took over, I, I had a girlfriend. Uh, that is no longer the case. It was definitely different with that because I definitely did. I did have to make concessions because you you can't just be a dick. Like I, I like you got to respect that. Like y you and I find this very important, but to the outside world, it's like really. So I get that. Um, but now it's honestly, I Friday nights and Saturday nights on Slack, I will be drunk DMing people. I did that with Dan Vegas last night. It was a blast. Um, like, I think I literally said to him at like 11 PM, like, all right, I got to go. I'm about to go get wasted because I'm a 21 year old college student. 
Um, but it's definitely been weird. So, like, last semester, I didn't have class before, like, 12 on Tuesdays or Thursdays. So I'd wake up in time to see Slack populate, which was always fun. Um, of course, weekends, I can wake up naturally. So, like, I'll have I'll, – I'll wake up naturally to, again, Slack populating at 10 a.m., which is always fantastic. Um, and then there are those mornings where you sim at 7, and I'm like, oh, that happened, like, three hours ago. Or <laughs> on – after a long night, oh, that happened six hours ago. So there's that, but also it's usually on during class because, well, it's it's class. Um, there's one class I had last semester where they didn't allow laptops. So because I'm an addict and a degenerate, I would pull out my notebook during class, and I literally in that for that class, I took notes the first day. And then after that, I just sort of tried to project what my lineup would look like over the next three years. <laughs> nice. Are you, are, I, you, are you going to submit those, uh, those notes? Are you going to screenshot them and submit I'll, them with I'll your next I, Hall of Fame ballot? I'll, I'll see if I can. I think I left that notebook at home, um, but I know I could definitely find it. Because um, right, I, I, know, I know where those pages are. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure I was a little off because, you know, can't, can't remember everything, but I remember that was at a point where like, maybe De La Cruz is a, is a potential starter. Like it was during that time. Yep. Um, and now he's making a shit ton of money, uh, over there in Vegas. But honestly, it's, uh, I, I know that school comes first. There are a couple times where like, I actually have to close OOTP, but those are probably once a week, once every two weeks, that I actually shut down OOTP out of necessity and not just because it's, like, shitting itself. Um, right. But it, it's definitely interesting because, like, I'm not like some of these these working folk that, that aren't in front of the game from 9 to 5. Or right. in Kiefer's case, whatever hours it is in Japan. Um which is also part of the reason that I can spend so much time on this and know what's going on is because I have the attention span of a goldfish during class, so I'll jump on OOTP and click around. Yep, yep. Um, but, again, but the, the difference is that sometimes the sim times don't work. Sometimes I have class at noon and, and aren't able to sim. Um, and sometimes you have stuff going on at work, which is why this is also something that we're opening up to everyone in the league. Um, we, we only have two simmers, myself and Mike, and if something, God forbid, were to happen, we would need that third. So if anyone out there is interested in being our third simmer, our backup guy, uh, we, we'd get you probably in for, for a simmer to a year. It would probably be post-trade deadline, so you wouldn't have to worry about uh, those trades. We'd walk you through everything. Um, but if you are interested in being that third simmer, both Mike and I would appreciate having that backup. Yep, Definitely. And it would be, well, honestly, it would just, it would literally be something like, yeah, we'd, we'd just have you sim like maybe once or twice a season just to keep you, you know, fresh. Um, and so, uh, so you know what you're doing, you become a little bit more familiar with it. Um, even if you haven't sim before and you're definitely, you know, interested in it, uh, hit one of us up. Um, I don't know when we're going to implement that, um, but it probably will be sometime in the near future. Um, you know, I don't really anticipate me or Jake going anywhere, but it's just kind of like, 
uh, we, we, we want that third there just in case, you know, something happens uh, to either one of us uh, and we, and we need to leave, you know, abruptly. Um, it's always great having, you know, at least two people that can sim uh, and keep the league going, especially for, uh, you know, a daily, a daily sim league like ours. Uh, Jake, is that it, buddy? Uh, I think so. Is there anything else? Uh, <laughs> anything else that uh, you want to talk about, Mr. Kamish? No, man. I don't okay. think so. I'm all, I'm all good. Yeah. Again, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the uh, playoff uh, playoff preview podcast that's probably coming up fairly soon. Uh, yeah. Those, those are those are always a fun one. Uh, so for our commission, Michael, I'm your vice. What is it? Vice president in charge of commissioner operations. Is that what my title is? It's it's somewhere in the rule book. I, I'm pretty sure it's explicitly stated in the rule book. I think I gave myself that title because I liked how it sounded. Um, let's see, what's it? executive VP of Commissioner Operations? Because that's that's what I did. Okay, well, for yeah. the commissioner, I'm your executive VP of Commissioner Operations, uh, Jake. I hope you enjoyed this special uh, State of the Union podcast. I will see you guys in Slack. <laughs>